Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch, and Josh is not here today, uh, so it's just going to be me, but today we're going to be talking about um, some recent NHL news. Uh, if you haven't seen, the Boston Bruins did get eliminated last night, so cue uh, the video of Sammy Play saying, fuck you, Boston, you bitches. <laughs> um very exciting time for Blues fans. Very exciting time for NHL fans. Um, very exciting time for Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay fan, um, as they move on. But we will get into the rest of the playoffs today, and we will be talking about um, the Blues offseason plans, where they can create cap space, um, what kind of parts they can move, and what we can expect to see for that. Um, so to get things started, as I said, Boston Bruins were eliminated last night in double overtime fashion in a 3-2 to two loss. Um, I think this really was just an example of Tampa Bay, uh, their domination, honestly, really. I mean, you look at a guy like... Like, this team has dealt with injuries. Steven Stamkos has been out of their lineup for so long. And Braden Point has just kind of not really emerged because he's always been that kind of player. But he's definitely emerged as an absolute playoff warrior this year. I mean, the guy's got 18 points in 13 games played. And he's never been a point-per-game player, like, really in his career. Um so that's exciting to see, and I think we as NHL fans should start to take notice of that emergence because he's really starting to make a name for himself and kind of putting himself in that conversation of players who take the next step in um, their game, kind of like a guy like Jaden Schwartz we've seen like essentially put the team on his back this year and last year with his hat tricks and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is a powerhouse, um, and I'm definitely on the bandwagon specifically um, for the chubby but effective Pat Maroon, who contributed in double OT last night with a fantastic screen um, on Victor Hedman's OT winner. So you, all, you always got to love double OT Pat Maroon coming in and getting it done. Um, Besides that, uh, we watched Colorado battle back. They put up five goals in the first period on 23 shots, which is just ridiculous. Um, I mean, there's a lot of teams we've seen in this playoffs where you put up 23 shots on goal in an entire game um, just because, like, the the upgrade, I guess, in defense and uh, that stark contrast between offensive teams and defensive teams. Sometimes you can just stifle a team for the full 60 minutes. But Colorado battled back. Um, so there's, they're back in it now. We'll, we'll see if they can complete the full comeback. Honestly, I believe they're capable of doing it. Uh, with a guy like Nathan McKinnon spearheading you, I don't think you should ever count them out, especially against a Dallas team that's kind of had the benefit of Colorado not having very good goaltending. But it seemed like last night uh, those roles switched. and Ben Bishop kind of got chased out after a little while. And even uh, Kudobin, I couldn't, couldn't make the big saves when they needed to. And so that's kind of the that's kind of the result you saw there. Um, Vegas 
has a chance to eliminate Vancouver tonight at 8.45. Um, I don't think Vegas will let Vancouver hang around just because, like, the kind of gameplay that we've seen from them. It feels like these teams are on different wavelengths, I guess you would say. Like, Vegas has a very stifling neutral zone and defense and their offense is relentless and even if you get through all three phases of that you still got to get it past Robin Leonard or Mark Andre Fleury so because of that I feel like Vegas is going to win tonight and advance to the next round um, Vancouver just doesn't seem like they really had an answer for them but at the same time when you take those guys like Elias Pettersson Bo Horvat um, Quinn Hughes that they're lethal and so if you give them the opportunity even a game like like tonight they if they win tonight and that's building momentum gets them fired up um and even even if they lose like this young core i think the experience for them is going to pay dividends and you'll see the kind of production in years to come that that comes with uh not only winning in the first round but like I don't know, playing in this style of tournament, in this playoffs, um, I feel like it's mentally exhausting on the individuals a lot more than playoffs normally are. Because they normally are, it's like a mental and a physical battle, right? Like, we talk about that all the time. But I feel like we really drive home the fact that the playoffs are a marathon in terms of, like, conditioning and physical fitness. And we don't really think about the mental part because... Like, as hockey players, we like to just think of them as hockey players and not people. Um, But especially in a year like this year, in 2020, where it seems like everything's just pure chaos left and right. And it seems like everywhere you look, you're just getting smacked in the face. It's like these guys are away from their families, away from their friends. Um, They're stuck in their hotel rooms, essentially quarantining like the entire time, getting tested left and right. Um, and we, we've heard it in comments. We saw it in Tuka Rask leaving early for whatever reason it was, if he missed his family, um, if he just couldn't handle being there. That's not a knock on the guy at all. I think I think it's taxing on the individual for sure, like I said, physically and mentally. Um, so we should respect that. And I think if in terms of talking about an asterisk, you can't really place an asterisk on this year because of that added factor of mental taxation. Um, and the fact that there's added games, like this playoff could essentially be more impressive than a normal Stanley Cup win solely because of all of those things that I've already mentioned. So I, I understand where people are coming from when they talk about an asterisk just because like there were some teams that ended up making the playoffs that essentially wouldn't have but you gotta think too like these guys are really really getting put through an absolute gauntlet in every facet so I don't in my personal opinion I wouldn't place an asterisk on this year and I would actually hold it to a higher regard than a lot of people are talking about um not to go off on a tangent there or anything but I definitely did um (laughs) but the Islanders also have a chance to uh, to eliminate the Flyers tonight, and that is at 6 o'clock, I believe. Um, and I think the Flyers are going to win tonight with their backs against the wall, um, just because I feel like we haven't seen... Like, I feel like when everyone entered the bubble, everybody was like, holy shit, like, the Flyers look good, dude. And, like, they they built a lot of momentum during the season, and I feel like they kind of, kind of rode off of that. Um, 
in the first couple of rounds and the round robin and everything, um, it doesn't look like they're hitting the same level of intensity this round as they were in the season. Well, obviously not in the season, but also in the games before. I don't know what it is. But I feel like they're capable of playing a higher level of play. And I feel like with their backs backs against the wall kind of um, underdog mentality, I feel like we're going to see that tonight. But I still think the Islanders take this series just because the Islanders, I mean, you talk about a stifling defense. They're kind of the epitome of stifling defense in the playoffs right now. And they remind me a lot of the Blues last year just because we, like, um, you take a guy like Matthew Barcel and it's like, uh, yeah, he's like kind of the spearhead of their entire offense, but really it's just a combination of team chemistry and, like, knowing where guys are at on the ice and, like, making the easy plays and not trying to do too much. They're doing all the little things that playoff teams and Stanley Cup teams do right to get their way um, to the final dance. So I really like them um, in the long run, but I'm still going with the Flyers tonight. Um, Just because... I don't know, man. Well, I don't know. They're, I feel like they're catching a lucky break, and the bucks are and the pucks. Excuse me. The pucks are bouncing their way. Um, but yeah, sometimes you gotta catch a couple breaks to to win a series. But I feel like uh, the Islanders are catching a couple breaks to get their way to the final dance. But speaking of breaks, um, we're gonna take one right now and go to a word from our sponsors. So I don't know if you guys have heard or not, but Rock Auto does sponsor us and with the ever-increasing number of makes and models it is now impossible to stock stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket where you can sort through an assortment of parts at your own leisure. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com also offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, like I said. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to RockAuto.com right now. Do it. If you're near a computer, if you're near your phone, I know you are, it's in your pocket. Go there right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in there, how did you hear about us? How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And along that same lines, um, the Special Olympics are coming up. So listen up, Blues fans. This is your opportunity to help support your local Special Olympics Missouri program. People with intellectual disabilities have a life expectancy that is 16 years less than the average person. SOMO is changing that through education, exercise, and nutrition. So right now, you have a chance to help support Special Olympics Missouri. Plus, 
be entered to win a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. So here's how to participate. Buy your raffle tickets between now and October 31st. It's easy, just go to somo.org slash raffle. That's somo, S-O-M-O dot org slash raffle and click the green button, buy truck tickets generically. You get $20 for five tickets. You get one free with that. Connects SOMO athletes to health and wellness programs. $5 per ticket supports individuals with intellectual disabilities. $10 minimum online purchase. And you do not need to live in Missouri to win. Let me, re- let me repeat that. You do not need to live in Missouri to win. So if you live in Illinois and you're the outside states, you're good, you're fine. October 31st is your last date to enter the truck, but don't wait till then because there are other awesome prizes along the way. Two trip prizes will be awarded during the raffle period to Branson and Las Vegas. One entry for every $40 of tickets purchased for the truck raffle. If you win a trip raffle, you're still qualified for the truck. So you can win a trip to Branson, Las Vegas, <laughs> and you could still want a truck. There's really no reason not to head to somo.org slash raffle right now and click the green button, buy truck tickets generically. That's somo.org slash raffle and click the green button. All right, moving on, folks. Let's get to some blues talk, okay? I know you've seen it. I've seen it as well. Everyone's talking about the Colton Pareko trade circulating on Instagram, circulating on Twitter. So, if you, if you haven't seen it, I'll break it down for you. So, the, apparently, they're looking for a Colton Pareko for the 15th overall pick, Timothy Lilligreen, and Andreas Johnson. Now, First of all, let's just get this out of the way. I don't think trading Colton Pareko is the answer to any cap problems or any production problems from the St. Louis Blues. Solely because, not solely because, there's a lot of reasons why, but look at look at how he played in the playoffs last year compared to how he played in the playoffs this year. And I get he was paired with a defenseman like Jay Bomeister, who's arguably, probably going to be a Hall of Famer one day. But listen, guys, this guy is a lockdown defenseman. He's a big body. He's got one of the heaviest shots in the league. He's a team guy, and he's intelligent. And 10 bad games in a bubble-style tournament in the Stanley Cup playoffs after however many months from being away does not change that. Okay? It was a weird time for everybody. There were a lot of guys that weren't playing well. I don't think Colton Pareko is the problem with this team, and I don't think trading him is the answer. Now, getting all that stuff out of the way and talking about pure cap space, if you trade Colton Pareko, for which, first of all, 15th overall pick, to me, that feels like... To me, that feels like you're building for the future. Like, if you're trading an elite player like Colton Pareko, or even, like, some people want to call him, like, on the outskirts of elite, he's in that conversation for sure. If you're trading a guy like him for the 15th overall pick, that feels like... uh, That feels like you're going for the future instead of a win-now mentality. When I feel like everyone's on the same page that 
we should be in a win now mentality because because this is our Stanley Cup window. I mean, after this season, we got Jake Allen and Jordan Bennington, who will be free agents, or at the end of next season. Sorry, will be free agents at the end of the season. After that, it's going to be Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko. So. We do have a window. It is, I wouldn't say it's closing technically, but it's getting a little narrow, you know? It's hard It's hard to navigate through these cap situations. If you trade Colton Pareko for a 15th overall pick, Timothy Lilligren and Andre- Andreas Johnson, you're essentially saving around, what, a million dollars in cap space? That just doesn't make sense. Like in every facet to me, this trade doesn't make sense for the St. Louis Blues. So... In my opinion, I don't see it happening. One trade, in my opinion, that I do see happening, on contrary, is Jake Allen, and I'll tell you why. It's not because he's a terrible goalie. It's not because he's a bad teammate. It's not because he's he he's too streaky or the fans get to him too much or whatever. I think Jake Allen is a fantastic goalie. I think he's a fantastic team player. I think he's a fantastic person. And I think after this season and having essentially a career year, he deserves to start somewhere. He deserves to start somewhere. There are a lot of teams right now that need goalies. There's also a saturated goalie market in this free agency. I get it. But you've got the expansion draft coming up. You're going to have to you're going to you're going to have to expose a goalie in the expansion draft. And you can't run the risk of letting Jake Allen walk and getting nothing in return. I, I, I would not be okay with that. So, with the expansion draft coming up and his free agency coming up after next season, and his value as high as it is right now, I, in my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, I don't, I don't see Jake Allen being on, being with the St. Louis Blues next year for the entire season. Now. That's just my opinion. You can agree with it, disagree with it. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, you can send it right back. But that's all I'm saying right now, especially in terms of cap space, um, trying to make room for Alex Petrangelo. It makes a whole lot of sense to move Jake right now. And I love the guy, but I mean, it is what it is. And I think along the way, like, if you're talking about, like, expansion draft and trades, like, moving a guy like Bozak might make sense just because of the role that he has on this team. I feel like he's kind of getting overpaid for the role that he plays. And also, you got to think about guys like Clem Costin waiting in the ranks. Um, like, he's a player that Craig Berube, I think, really likes. Kind of a guy similar to Sammy Blay, who's a hard-hitting sniper, essentially, and has good hands, um, quick foot speed. So I think you need to see him next season at some point. Um, but besides that, I mean, I, I get a lot of people want to talk about trading Vince Dunn, too, but I don't think that's the answer either. Like I said, you, you take 10 games in the bubble and throw out everything that this guy's done. Gabriel Foley, shout out to the guy. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you need to because he he is a huge fan of the advanced stats. And every advanced stat, when you look at Vince Dunn, is like he's up in the ranks of like Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, all of these guys, like the young guys you, you 
talk about when you talk about the league, the young defensemen that are taking the league by storm. Minstone is up there neck and neck with them in every advanced stat. And I get the eye test is the thing, too. And he, I think he'll be the first one to tell you, like, he, he did not play well in the playoffs. He did not play the style of hockey that he's used to, that we're used to, that he expects from himself. But trading him? I don't know. I just disagree. I disagree. Um, yeah, let's go to a break, um, and we'll, we'll wrap up this episode. All right, guys, so to wrap things up, um, league-wise, I think <laughs> I think right now, I think the team with the best chance to win the Stanley Cup is Vegas, just because it seems like every game they're kind of flying on all cylinders and hitting, like I said, kind of three zones. Every game, and you can't, you can't, you just can't ignore the goaltending at this point. And Robin Leonard's got what, like two shutouts in this series. Mark Andre Fleury is your backup, who's going to be a Hall of Famer someday. Like these guys are firing on all cylinders. Mark Stone is playing out of his mind, but I feel like that's the easy answer here. And I really, I really like watching Tampa Bay play because Braden Point. Uh, like I said, 18 points in 13 games played. Like, he can't. And an a <laughs> overtime winner in, in five overtimes, dude. Like, that's just, that's historical stuff happening right there. That can't be ignored. And obviously, big Rick Pat Maroon, hometown hero, helping out double, over, double OT last night with the sixth screen, which we need to talk about that too, by the way. I don't think anyone in St. Louis, myself included, really, appreciated everything that Pat Maroon did here. Because if you remember in that season, in that Stanley Cup run season, at the beginning of the year, I think Jeff Jones put him on waivers. Like, everybody was just talking about, like, how bad he was and, like, how can we, like, get rid of his contract and all this stuff. And his brother was getting pissed off on Twitter, like, rightfully so. But, dude, this guy, first of all, turned it around magnificently. Second of all, if you watch the videos from, like, behind the season that in that Stanley Cup run, like, the locker room presence. Like, I get, like, Pat Maroon is a funny dude. He's kind of like the class clown, like, it makes everybody laugh. He's a great vibe kind of guy to have in the locker room. But at the end of the day, like, I think there was a video in particular that I'm thinking of. He's, like, just sitting there, like, I love my boys. Like, I love going to war with my boys. And, like, dude, if that doesn't make you want to run through a brick wall for that guy, I don't know what else will. And I think you've kind of seen that, like, assimilate throughout the Tampa Bay Lightning because they're looking to make that next step and it looks like in every facet of their game that they're doing it because they're making it further in the playoffs than I think we've seen them doing in a long in a while so I honestly I think Pat Maroon is a big contribution to that even if he's not like lighting up the stat books like Braden Point is every night I think the mentality and the attitude in that locker room changed when they signed him and I think I, would, I don't know. I, did our mentality and attitude change when we lost him? Maybe. Might have also been an aspect of losing Joel Edmondson and Robbie Fabry as well. I'm not sure. But 
other than that, uh, we'll see what happens this offseason. It's going to be interesting to watch how Armstrong manages it for sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of cap space that we need, and it seems like anywhere you look, like any piece that you move is going to be like pulling a tooth. So, that being said, I think that's all for me today. Well, actually, one more thing. Just based on, like, I get, we took a break for a little while just so everyone could talk about, like, bigger issues at hand in terms of equality, which I think, really, that's all this comes down to is equality. Everybody wants equality, right? We're all on the same page for that. Everyone should have equal rights. So let's try to focus on that and the similarities in our argument and how we can effectively come to a compromise and reach that overall goal instead of just taking each other's heads off every chance we get on social media, on Facebook, and just arguing over every possible way that our views are different. Let's try to come together in ways that our views are the same. At least that's just how I see it. Make a little compromise, work together across the aisle, however you wanna call it. It doesn't have to be across the aisle. Why can't we just work towards humanity? Anyways, that's all I got for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Locked On Blues on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Locked On Blues on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Twelcher15. Again, thank you guys so much. And as always, let's go Blues.